remote first. I know that sounds very uh, nowadays, very hype, but Frank from Project Wizards applied this principle in 2002. And today we will talk about what we can learn from a company that is already remote first for the last 20 years, which digital tools that they use, and also his insights as an entrepreneur and as a very experienced project manager. Hi, my name is Jan, and I am the founder of 360 Digital Transformation. In today's episode, we have Frank Blome with us. He is the founder of the Project Wizards and the number one project management tool in the whole Apple world. And Merlin has customers from billion dollars companies to Mittelstand companies. Therefore, I am quite excited for this episode. Without any further ado. Hi, Frank. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, thank you for being here and your for your time. Um, can you please introduce yourself and also the Project Wizards? Difficult name, I know. <laughs> yes, I'm Frank Blome. I'm born in 66, so I'm a little bit older semester. And I founded in 2002 the company called Project Wizards. Um, first, it was meant to be just a, a service-oriented company. Basically, we did project management, both in a strategic and operational uh, form. And later down the road, exactly in the year 2004, we started with the development. And the result was the project management software called Merlin. And since then, the company has completely changed. Uh, we are now the yeah the producer and the seller of the project management software Merlin Project, and that's my daily business. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will also ask about Merlin and the I think first uh, project management tool on Apple as well, right? Right. Yeah, we are fully, fully concentrated on all Apple platforms, basically uh, Mac OS and iOS and, of course, the iPad OS. Yeah, uh, but that's an interesting story because I heard your story. Uh, how did you uh, choose not to go Microsoft? Uh, how did you end up uh, with Merlin? Uh, but those topics we will touch uh, during our uh, conversation anyways. But, um, you know, you own a Mittelstand company and you mm -hmm. have uh, a lot of Mittelstand customers. And during this conversation, I would like to uh, mix both because you are on the both uh, sides of the table. Therefore, your experiences are very important for us and, and the audience. But mm -hmm. I remember you told me about you are a remote only company for years and years, even uh, yeah, enough time before Corona. And which makes you one of the most experienced uh, remote Mittelstand companies in Germany. So uh, I would like to ask your learnings and uh, takeaways for uh, other Mittelstand companies that can uh, and should definitely learn from you. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe beforehand uh, two sentences because or about the reason why we uh, did a, a remote company. 
because um, it was mainly in 2002 when the company has started, we decided right away and in that early years um, to um, to choose such organization form. And that kind uh, came basically from a very, very practical reason. You know, I'm living in a very small town called Melle, which is in the triangle between Münster, Osnabrück and Bielefeld. And uh, when I try to get high professional people to Melle, it's, it's a very difficult job. And, uh, you know, no nightlife, no social life and such things in that uh, little village. And I decided because of that reason to start remotely and told everyone, every employee, basically where they can, yeah, they can live and work from where they want to live. And that was the reason why we did it. And um, yeah, it was a tough time in the early days. You remember 2002, um, yes, we had uh, things like the internet, but uh, video conferencing was not that comfortable as it is today. Uh, for telephone conferences, we still had these kind of spider devices, you maybe remember, and it was, it was a huge fuss and fight, and I was actually scared because of every telephone conference in these old days, because you didn't could understand anything at all. Uh, so now I'm very, very glad that the technique has uh, developed way much further, and yeah, we can... We can work absolutely fine. Yeah, this brings me to your question. Um, can you repeat that question again? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no problem. It's all good. And thank you for giving the background why you, uh, like literally 20 years ago, has chosen to be a remote company. My question is, uh, you are definitely the uh, most experienced remote first company in Germany as at least German Mittelstand, but I, I assume almost whole Germany. What are your um, takeaways and uh, learnings for other Mittelstand companies who still might be thinking whether that's a good idea, whether that's applicable to their business? Yeah, got you. Um, I learned very quickly that you have to lead the company in a complete different way. Um, of course, you have the typical KPIs, the key performance indicators for your company, which is uh, pretty much standard. But you have three main things which completely different. Number one is the employee. Um, you have to take care for selecting the right people working with you um you have to you have to find out where these guys can uh, work remotely can work on their own because it's very important that you get in the morning out of bed more or less on time it's very important that you find your goals self and fulfill them and many many other things so the person is probably the most crucial uh, factor in a remote work and because from my end the most important thing is trust i have to trust the people and i have on the other hand give them way more freedom as i would do in a 
regular um, local company because in a local company you probably have um, more or less a nine to five job mm -hmm. or you have um, typical German word Gleitzeit. I don't know whether there is an English pendant for that. Um, I don't think sliding time is a good translation for that. But um, come as you um, want and go as you want is probably the best uh, translation. And this is what we did in the early days, way before it's um, a good opinion to do so. Because I told the people, hey, we are head worker. 90% of our work um, happens in the head. And um, I cannot switch on and switch off your head. Sometimes it needs some fresh air. So go out uh, for a walk, come back and then work again. The only exception is appointments. Whenever there is a defined appointment, of course, be on time. Typical German um, mentality. But uh, everything else gets way more flexible than in regular uh, or in standard uh, companies. Next is um, vacation. We stopped very, very long time ago uh, the whole vacation process. So I don't sign any uh, vacation request also. I'm not the baby taker in my company. They are all grown up. They can do it by yourself. They have just the um, responsibility to talk to the other person in their team that they have some, yeah, that the work can continue. That basically. And in addition to that, I even do not count the vacation days anymore. Of course, the German tax authorities have a different opinion on that. And we all, yeah, we still have to handle the number of days for the tax authorities, the well-known German Finanzamt. But um, the point is, if someone needs more vacation, for whatever reason, hey, he or she can have it, no problem at all. So again, number one, the person. Number two is cost. Many people think, especially nowadays, uh, think that uh, remote working is a cost-saving program because you don't have to rent an office, you don't have to rent furniture, and so on and so forth. That's a complete false assumption. In most cases, I gave all of my employees at least a chair and a very comfortable chair. Um, for example, we are working with uh, Wilkinson, the chair number one. And um, yeah, this is the time we sit 80% of our things. We, we spend them a, a desk if needed. Of course, many people have a desk, but in some cases the guys came to me and said, mm, I'm very short of a professional desk. Can you help me? Yes, of course I did. And that's uh, important. And uh, the next thing in regard of cost is of course, we meet regularly. We have regular team meetings where we meet somewhere in nice Germany, sometimes in the middle, sometimes in a city where an employee is sitting. So it's a nice round trip always. And we meet roughly for two and a half days. Two and a half days meets, we start in the evening of the first day with a nice dinner and I love a good glass of wine. And believe me, this can be expensive. <laughs> then the next day we um, do some work of course over the day we present to our whole team what we did over the last time and 
we are proud of that, what we did. And of course, we are discussing strategy and things like that. And then from one point, we stop working. Of course, we can work all day long. But uh, for me, these team meetings are mostly, uh, let's say, 70 to 30% in that split with a fan factor. And this, uh, this fun factor is basically, yeah, do some socializing thing. It's not this classical team building stuff um, because I don't care. And uh, the thing is we have to communicate. We are missing on a daily basis our um, coffee kitchen where we can meet and talk nonsense. So these team meetings are prepared for having fun, talking nonsense and doing other funny things. So that's a cost. So at the, at the end, I would say it's about the same what we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the last is uh, tools, and this is what I said in in the beginning of our talk. Uh, at the first time, we did not have these tools like Zoom and so on. And after we, yeah, are fully concentrated on the whole remote thing, all tools have to be network able. All tools have to be a communication channel. All tools does not have to run in the cloud. It's very important for us because we are doing project management and sometimes even as a service provider, still as a service provider for other companies. And if I would do a project for you, Khan, you would be very upset if you found your project data somewhere in the internet. Yeah. So the golden rule for us is no data in the cloud. And that's a very, very important stuff for us. And this is back to the selection of tools, one of our yeah, golden rules, basically. And you can, yeah, you can look through the desktop of all of our computers. We have no cloud-based tools. We have, um, of course, server-based tools, but these servers are um, standing in our basements or in the basements of some employees. We have found a very good, nice round trip of the data including uh, backup strategies, et cetera, et cetera. So I think these three things, again, people, cost, and tools are the most important things you have to take care of. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, long answer. But that's a great answer. And uh, you actually almost answered my next question. <laughs> uh, that was about how do project wizards use digitalization in daily business? So uh, you can, of course, explain this with the tools and you have explained the most of it. Uh, as you have sensitive customer data, you don't want to uh, yeah, let the data in the cloud. Then you keep on your um, own servers uh, within your company. But other than that, uh, what kind of digitalization measures uh, you took? Uh, and actually uh, the way that you canceled your vacation request process in a way that mm -hmm. uh, you didn't digitalize it you said okay we don't need it anymore uh, that's a great example as well but uh, are there any other examples that use uh, different kind of tools or uh, digital setups that enables you to run your uh, daily business yes yes we have one golden rule and that's no paper I think, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, we try it, but again, German authorities and German tax um, system requires a lot of paperwork. Um, 
and we struggle with uh, other partners like our tax advisor and so on, we, we have a little paper. But for the main uh, workflows, we have no paper. So one example, whenever some mail gets in, typical German snail mail, um, my wife, who is also my assistant, so I have the luxury, uh, my wife is my assistant, and she scans all the, um, the mail and delivers that via Zoom or via email to the addressing people. That's um, one example. The other example is whenever there gets some uh, requests, our main communication tool is Zoom. So the same platform as we are talking now, and we are not using the audio and the video channel from Zoom, but also the chat. So we have created a number of chat channels where we have focus groups. For example, we have a general focus group for all that stuff. Then we have a support focus group. Of course, we have a Merlin project focus group. We have a developer focus group and so on. All these things. And whenever we have an information to transport, it goes into this focus group and will be delivered automatically to all requested people. You can imagine to the support focus group, there are the supporter of the uh, software, there are the sales guys of the software, and of course the administrative uh, people like Steffi, my wife and me. And uh, for the development focus group, yeah, sure, the name tells it all, all the developers plus me. You know, I'm the housekeeper with the brush and I have to clean all that stuff. Uh, but back to the digital uh, thing, um, whenever we have any process, any new upcoming process, we are thinking how to, yeah, uh, to prepare or no, that's not the real word, how to fulfill this process in order to be as fluent, as fast and as paperless as possible. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. And I would say in 90%, it works. Yeah. And uh, I like the golden rule, no paper, <laughs> except the German authorities, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. No, no paper. That's, that's actually great. That's actually great. Um, and and uh, you have a process uh, mindset, uh, which you apply whenever you have something new, you ask uh, yourself or your employees ask themselves, how can we do in the most efficient paperless and digital way. And uh, one highlight is uh, not using uh, Zoom or Teams, just a media for uh, team meetings, but also main communication channel where you can uh, create different uh, focus groups, different departments, different channels, whatever you call it, but then yeah, the main uh, conversation is there instead of mm -hmm. e email ping pong, uh, we call it. Uh, that's also yeah. uh, way better because I don't think that's why emails are for. Uh, thank you for this uh, great example. Um, then I would like to go a little bit into Merlin and how uh, Merlin helped Mittelstand companies because uh, I remember you said we have a lot of Mittelstand customers and uh, maybe here you talk a little bit more about Merlin and then uh, we go to your use cases, how Merlin has. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Merlin. So the full name is Merlin Project. And in that name, the main reason or the sense of the application is in the name. It's a project management software. And believe it or not, um, not only in the Mittelstand, but also in all other sizes of companies, starting with the freelancer up to a million billion dollar enterprise, um, they they all do projects. They all do little things which involve more than one person, more than one step, and have some goal in any case. And Merlin is basically uh, the master tool for the Apple ecosystem compared to Microsoft Project on the Windows ecosystem, um, where we can deliver all the tools for yeah, doing this project management, starting with traditional project management, like architecture business. Uh, you cannot build the roof before you have the house built or the basement is done. It's impossible. You need to have step one, step two, th step three, and so on. That's traditional project management. And uh, the other thing, um, basically, in contrast, is the agile project management. This is the thing what everyone talks about. Hey, we have to be agile. We have to be whatsoever. And this is basically the people can select their tools. Uh, sorry, not their tools, their actions and do it when they want to do that. Uh, it's a very simplified um, thing or uh, description, but uh, it should uh, show the contrast between agile and traditional, and that's a very important thing to understand. In some p uh, in some cases, agile is the greatest project management methodology in the world, but in some cases, it don't. So you have to have the traditional uh, stuff still. And then there is something in the middle. We call it creative project management. This is very feasible for um, yeah, all creative agencies like media agencies and um, marketing companies and so on and so forth. Where the customer comes to the um, agency and says, hey, we have to do a project with this objective, but I have no clue how to reach that. And then they're starting doing the brainstorm. And the master tool for a brainstorming is sometimes a mind map. So we have to, um, built in the mind map into Merlin. And guess what? We have for all three different strategies, like the standard gun chart, for the traditional guys, the Kanban board for the agile guys and the uh, mind map for the creative guys. Again, it's very simplified, but it tells a story what's behind. And all these things um, helps the people to create their project. And after creating the project is, of course, they start and run the project. So fulfilling the objectives, uh, fulfilling the timeline, fulfilling the cost is very important. And all these things support Merlin, basically, the customer. And remember, uh, maybe you can imagine project management as a triangle. You have three cornerstones at every edge. On the first cornerstone, you have time. So project management software manages the time, obviously. The thing has to start at this and that date. It takes that long or has to be finished at that date. 
Second point is uh, the, um, the finances, the money. This activity has to cost a maximum 1,000 euro or 1,000 uh, US dollar. This is very often a calculation based on the resources who has some cost factor based on some other things. It will be calculated. And the third thing is the contents. And this is what I said, uh, told before, how to get the things done. And my advice to every person, whenever they look for a project management software, beside of the shameless marketing uh, spot I'm doing now, uh, is basically look for these three things. So don't trust a project management software without time, money, and contents. That's the most important thing. And companies like Microsoft do it very well with Microsoft Project. Some others do it very well, but many nowadays called project management application, they don't do it. They have just the contents, they have just the time, but mostly they have no cost. And most of all, they don't have a connection in between all. And this brings me to the last point. This is the reporting after the thing is done. Uh, you have to compare which one or how was it planned and how did we end? So you have um, a planned actual values comparison. And this had to be delivered to the customer in some way of any reporting. And this is more or less uh, the very simplified workflow through project management software. And this is what Merlin does on a Mac and on an iPad. That's a great summary. And exactly as you said, most of the tools uh, are, I call them task management tools. It's great to manage exactly. tasks, but yes. also as a project, where are the connections? How did we start? Where did we end? What's the cost difference? Did we do good, bad? So it's very difficult to monitor and uh, make a comparison how we are doing uh, and how we did at the end. So uh, yeah. that's, that's a very valid point I see. And yes, I um, didn't mention about you also have very big uh, worldwide known clients. Uh, billion dollar companies, but it's uh, about Mittelstand. So <laughs> sorry, I focused on the Mittelstand part, but not to uh, underestimate your success. Uh, as I said, this is the number one project management tool in the Apple world. And uh, uh, I, I remember you were telling the uh, <laughs> Microsoft guy even using uh, a <laughs> project in uh, in a fair in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's a great, uh, great story. Um, yes, then um, I, I think we are uh, very good with our, uh, yeah, uh, questions. And uh, the last question I would like to ask you is, um, as I said, you are on both sides of the tables. Uh, you are a Mittelstand company owner, but you also have uh, a, a tremendous amount of Mittelstand companies to manage their projects. And that makes your experience way more valuable. What are your top suggestions to uh, other Mittelstand managers, uh, which they can apply in their uh, business? Wow. That's probably the most difficult question. Um, 
I have a very unprofessional suggestion. Unprofessional because it's completely human-based. And you know, we humans are just unprofessional or mm, in not any case or in not any case, uh, perfect. Uh, when it comes to new solutions, when it comes to uh, new challenges in my environment, either way as being the service provider or the service taker, I trust my stomach. I listen to my stomach uh, very often and uh, that helps me quite a lot. Uh, you know, you have numbers to convince you. You have good arguments to convince you to do or not to do anything. Um, but after all, look, ask your stomach what tells uh, the gut feeling for you. Uh, next is look for service. Look for service in a case um, when something goes wrong. You have to have people to talk to. Um, you know, normally when we do anything like projects, like services, like products, if everything runs fine, you're totally fine. No problem at all. But when it comes to problems or issues, you have to have someone to talk to or at least to write to. And then you need a fantastic uh, support. And this is, for example, again, um, a very shameless marketing spot now. But uh, this is a point where I looked very much behind. I forced my guys to, um, for example, to answer every email from customers or even from prospects uh, within a very short time period. In fact, um, after two hours maximum, each mail gets answered and not answered with a, yes, we got your request and we will answer within the next uh, five weeks. No, no, you get an answer right away. And this is the reason why I have not just one support person, but many, and I even have an overflow person. So if the number of questions are too high, uh, then he jumps in and helps uh, together on that. So gut feeling and service, I think that's the most important thing. Everything else, everyone knows that. He has uh, requirements. He sees, okay, we need a project management software on Windows hey, fine, we are out of the game because as long as I'm the CEO of the company, there <laughs> won't be a Windows version statement. <laughs> and and uh, a good thing or a good um, partner for that would be Microsoft. But when you're on the Mac side, go to our website, projectwizards.net, check it out and see if the features which we deliver fit in your request or in your needs and then check it out. Download the software, get it uh, for free and work with that. You have 30 days of trial. If you have questions, come to us and ask. And uh, yeah, beside the facts, gut feeling and uh, support. Yeah. And uh, those questions will be answered in two hours. <laughs> and that's agile, <laughs> right? That's agile. You, yeah. You, you don't have to uh, fit in the whole methodology just to apply some parts of uh, it. I mean, uh, you know, most of people uh, 
think one or zero, but it's not one or zero. It's generally hybrid. It's generally sometimes uh, waterfall project management, sometimes agile, sometimes a good mix, as you said. Yeah. Because when you produce physical things, there are prerequisites like constructions, as you said. You cannot yes. uh, install the lightning fixtures uh, unless you have the ceiling there uh, or you find some flying uh, fixtures. So uh, long story short, <laughs> um, yes, uh, that's a great takeaway for uh, today, I believe. Uh, trust your gut feeling and also uh, very agile customer support. So give your customers uh, even more they, uh, more than what they want. That's my uh, understanding uh, mm -hmm. of uh, your suggestions. Thank you, Frank. Uh, you, you have already mentioned how people can find uh, Project Wizards website, but how people can find you? Uh... Um, have a look on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, again, Frank Blome, my name. Just mm -hmm. type in and follow me. Um, I don't take connections unless I've met them in person. So please ask for a connection, just follow me and sooner or later we get in touch and we can do such great things. I don't know whatever will happen, but uh, that's the main spot of contact for me. Perfect. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for your time. Thank you for bring being here. It was really enlightening for me as well. Uh, it's not our first time and I'm sure it's not, it won't be our last time. Uh, thank you for your time. Very, very welcome. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed our enjoyed our talk and yeah, have fun. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao.